On this episode of the AW360 podcast, I speak with Tahira White, president and co-founder of creative marketing and production company, 19th and Park. Tahira discusses her career beginnings as a multidisciplinary entrepreneur, her current work with 19th and Park, as well as her commitment to educating youth on the opportunities in the creative development and production space. I hope you enjoy this episode. Tahira White, welcome to the AW360 podcast. I'm so happy to have you on today. Richard, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So you're president and co-founder of 19th and Park. Two questions there. What is 19th and Park and why is it 19th and Park? (laughs) Great questions. Um, 19th and Park is a creative marketing and production company. It's as straightforward and complex as it sounds. Um, We have two key segments of the business. One side, the development of marketing campaigns and initiatives led by our creative services team, and then the end-to-end production execution of all content formats and live events as well. Um, The name 19th and Park, we are not located on 19th and Park. We get asked that question a lot. It actually came from the original locations and addresses of the the original co-founders. So uh, two of us lived on Park and the other one lived on 19th. We didn't have much time to spend in like creative brainstorms trying to come up with a name because we were already in business before we had a name. Um, So that was the quickest, simplest uh, thing that we could come up with in a day. (laughs) Excellent. Well, I love stories like that. And I will full transparency. I'll tell you the reason I asked was because I checked what was at 19th and park and you were not there. So it was kind of a no brainer question for me to ask. I had to know. Um, so you're multidisciplinary. There's a word I love saying, and I just, I grin endlessly when I get it right, because it's, it's such a hard word for me to say for whatever reason. (laughs) Um, What kind of creative do you do in 2022? So in 2022, we do focus on a lot of short form content development, as well as social and digital uh, content development. So we work with brands that are often focused on niche audiences, such as the African-American community, Gen Z, LGBTQ, um, or who are interested in also telling cross-generational and cross-cultural stories. Um, We work with them from the inception of their ideas or their objectives, um, come up with the strategy uh, and direction, as well as the full production strategy and execution. So end-to-end support support for brands and agencies uh, alike. And you've worked for some huge brands, everyone from Nike to Netflix to Unilever and what looks like all points in between. What sort of experiences and takeaways do you have, especially over the past few years? I think, you know, you've got everything from COVID to, you know, you've got war everywhere. You've got, and I don't want to turn this depressing whatsoever, but, you know, this is the kind of state of the world. We have a lot of You know, we've had a lot of social unrest, to put it mildly, over the past couple of years. What kind of challenges and opportunities have you seen to work with brands as they seek to represent themselves in the space? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, We, transparently for us, we've definitely seen a surge in the amount of clients that come to us and consider us for opportunities that had not before. From the beginning of uh, the company, we were very mindful in creating a diverse portfolio of work. So not just, you know, not just African-American content, um, not just any 
focus on any niche, but really showcasing that people that look like us transparently uh, can tell stories that speak to all audiences. I think we all know we can look at the industry and see that uh, there are not a lot of people of color in positions of power in advertising specifically. They're not the ones, you know, behind the scenes telling many of the stories. And today, our general market audience is actually a multicultural audience. We're seeing that there really isn't a need for the segmentation. However, it exists. It's deeply rooted into the system of advertising. But when clients come to us, they are expecting that we kind of lead and guide their overall vision to speak to everyone as a whole because we have this what has been treated as this special understanding of minority communities now that we are all sort of blending as one uh, in today's consumer market. You know, it's interesting. Um, I recorded two other conversations today as we're recording this, and both have been around a lot of the, the segmentation that exists, all the data that our industry has relied so heavily on over the past many years now that is all starting to disappear because of you know the deprecation of the cookie and all these technology and privacy concerns it, it strikes me as a really great opportunity now to start shedding that sort of mm -hmm. you know the, the buckets of people we've tried so hard over time to put people in i'm not even sure we tried to do it as so much as you know it was just what we did you know, and right. it was clearly you know fast forward to today Everything that feels inclusive to me, and I say this as a white male, has always felt like the better stories to tell. Is, is that your finding or is it still, I mean, I realize it's always an uphill battle, but how, how do you feel about that now versus five years ago? Yeah, I agree. They're definitely the stronger stories to tell. I think that social media, you know, as challenging as it can be for us as executors to keep up with all of the formats and the changes and the twists and turns that come with the technology, what it has shown us is that we all have similarities. We all find, you know, common ground and common fun in the things that we do and like. And we're now tracking on that data instead of kind of the old past data that was never really accessible until we had these platforms. Interesting. And on the social media note, how challenging is it to continue to innovate and create in each of those spaces when each of them is so wildly different and we keep adding on to them? I mean, you know, what was Twitter and Facebook and Instagram a few years ago has grown into let's add TikTok. And now, you know, really quickly here, let's add Web3 in the metaverse. Yeah, we haven't gone too far into Web3 in the metaverse yet. Uh, we still need to do a bit more research on that. I'm kind of just been watching the market for now. Um, but I think it goes back to what we were saying. The commonalities are in emotion and feelings, right? And and the 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 individual mm, trying to find the word for it. Um, just overall commonalities that we as humans have. I think going through the pandemic, I think we all saw we are all one in the same. We are all in this together, um, especially through social media. Um, and for us, the challenge is it's not the challenge is really keeping up with the pace because there's always something new needed way more frequently than when we were just operating with TV broadcast and maybe YouTube um, and the traditional ad layout. 
now we have TikTok. You may launch a TikTok campaign this week. You're going to need another one. It's going to, it'll go viral, but it'll be over and, you know, everyone will be passive because people are consuming so much continuously and frequently that you're challenged to now come up with something else that's going to stick, stick to them and hopefully lead to some level of virality. I think sometimes with clients, we also see the expectation that everything is going to go viral and get impressions. And that is a challenge for us because we need them to understand and we're challenged with helping them understand that sometimes you just have to bury the message and build up to build your community, build people up into wanting to continue to follow you to find more. And it's not always just about this viral moment where you get a splash of followers and interest. It is about continuously feeding your community um, and feeding your customer and your audience. Um, with quality content and experiences. And how receptive are brands these days to that sort of approach? I mean, I feel like there's always that that nightmare client that is, well, it didn't go viral, you know, next. <laughs> Whereas, yeah. you know, all of this stuff is, it's storytelling. And it has been, I think, for quite some time. That's been my observation anyway. How How difficult is it to show them sort of the, the, the long path, not long path, but show them the path to a good story that, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Is that a challenge? It is a challenge, but our way of overcoming is really presenting the story in full from the very beginning. We've seen that mm -hmm. that is really what helps itself and helping them see where that inflection point may take place in the journey. Um, and so that's been our new approach, newer approach um, to laying things out, just understanding the space that we're in with a lot of clients, a lot of marketing managers who are the consumers as well. So they are just excited and they see all of the virality that other brands are getting. Um, and so laying out the strategy end to end, generally a three, three month to a year long strategy that is, you know, that that the story is threading through across these different tent poles, across these different moments, um, allow them to see the bigger picture. Um, and when we lay it out in, in full upfront, we're able to get that buy-in and also just like think outside of the parameters that they're generally setting for us in the RFP and showing them, you know, how far we can take it beyond what they're thinking. Excellent. You know, one of the reasons I love speaking with people in the creative space so much is it feels like all of you, and particularly when, you know, their agencies were run by, by persons of color, is everybody has a philanthropy side. And I understand you're no different. What are you doing, and you know, maybe 19th and Park is, is doing, outside of all this when it comes to, to working with, you know, youth and you know, people outside the, the, the four walls of marketing, as it were? Um, well, at 19th and Park, I think to start, we are fully invested in hiring a diverse collective of individuals to work at our agency. Most of our competitors do not look like us. Um, and that takes a lot of intention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a lot of intention. There's a lot of work. I can definitely speak from a production standpoint. You don't see it. Right. Um, and what I've always noticed in my career is that most black people, and this is not me speaking or generalizing the, the advertising industry much or, or fully, but 
most of the black people that I've come across in my career have been more in TV and film. And so for me, I've been intentionally reaching over to the other side and bringing them and folding them in into advertising because I understand that at the end of the day, the foundational steps of production are the same. The nuances of the clients and their expectations, those are the things that become my responsibility to show you and teach you and bring you through. But once you get through that, it's not very different from dealing with studios and networks either, but I do think it becomes intimidating because you don't see so many of us on the other side. So it almost has felt like to some people I've spoken to, including people on my team currently, that it's a it, it, it was always a space that just, we didn't belong. You know, there was no real place for us. And so yeah. I've seen that from the from the staffing, like production management, production executive side. But I also see it with directors and creatives. There are a lot of times where, especially in 2020, where we would get the calls, you know, the all of a sudden calls for black directors <laughs> or directors yeah. of color, female, female directors. They started to become directives, but the expectation of what they would see would be of a director, a white male director who's been shooting commercials for five plus years, right? And so one of the challenges that we've we've run into and continue to work around even until this day is shifting that, challenging them to be more creative with their thought. It's a little bit lazy, right? And, and also understanding the dynamic of the industry that we're in and the world as it exists today, you don't have a lot of directors of color, it's a very limited amount, photographers as well, DPs as well, that are going to have the same easy portfolio for you to look and see and like, oh, they did a Nike thing, so they can do mine, you know, um, because yeah. those opportunities don't exist. So it, it, it challenges creatives to be creative and pay attention to the lighting, to the framework, to the approach in their portfolios and really take the time to do the review, have a conversation with the directors before just making um, a decision because that one opportunity becomes that check mark on, you know, in their portfolio. We've worked with quite a few directors that we were able to sell in the creative team. There's like the one creative director that's like willing to take the chance, you know, or one art director that's like willing to take the chance and we sell them in. Um, on these individuals. And once that hits their portfolio, they're off and running. One, one woman, young woman we worked with on a Nike piece is now directing Sweet Green and doing things for Meg Thee Stallion and all types of things that were not necessarily on her portfolio when we started, but that one creative director and art director believed in her ability. Um, and so I, I think for us, the work is continuously in convincing and helping people on the decision making and budgeting budget distribution side um, or just say decision making side to be more open in their thought and how they're looking at portfolios and understand that again if you're going to hire black or higher minor minority or BIPOC that the, the additional step to that is getting to know these creatives and not just quickly looking through portfolios and checking a, you know, swiping right, swiping left, essentially. Got it. And when it comes to yourself, you're the, uh, you're a member of the PGA new council and on the board of the Rosette foundation. Can you tell me about those? Yes. So PGA it's, it's a wide council council. There's not much for me to speak on on behalf of them, but, um, 
uh, from Rosette. Rosette Foundation is uh, an emerging nonprofit that is essentially set to be a pipeline for local students um, and kids, I will say, and not just students um, in the New York area to have an opportunity, not just to learn um, how the industry works, get, but get direct opportunities to work with creatives um, and executives uh, that are working across photography, creative direction, um, production and design as well. In addition, we teach them soft skills. Soft skills are something that, uh, soft skills are extremely important in the business world. And it's not something that is often uh, taught in college or anywhere. You end up coming in here and learning through experience, usually not the most pleasant experiences. And so we want to be, <laughs> you know, you like say something inappropriate, you get in trouble, maybe you get fired. And then it's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, that's how, you know, that's how that should have been. Um, and so we're trying to avoid some of those pain points. Um, for students uh, and teach them the things that we've learned over time. And it's a collective of executives that have been in the industry from agency owners, the owner of a renowned beauty company um, that are you know, pouring in their time to uh, be able to elevate these students. And I think some of the work that not just within Rosette, but something that I'm extremely passionate about, we're, we're figuring out how we not in the immediate, but um, with some other partners uh, can begin to really look at this pipeline um, issue that we're starting to see. I think for me, I've seen a lot of kids kind of being stirred uh, into, I don't wanna say kids, let me take that back. For me, I've seen a lot of people um, be directed into the tech world, honestly. There's been a heavy push and let's get in tech. And, and I respect that, I understand that I'm in tech myself. However, that has left a, that's left a, a hole in the people that are being trained up uh, to understand production execution. And now we're in this place where we have all these platforms competing for viewership. Everybody has some content somewhere and there becomes a hole from production accountants to producers to PMs where we are now finding it hard to find people that are trained. And now we're making up for it and training people you know, as we go, which is hard for anyone that's in the leadership um, position. And so I think it's important for us to notice the issue now, know that content isn't going anywhere. These platforms certainly aren't going anywhere. They're, always, they're only going to continue to expand um, that we use as an opportunity to build more uh, training and pipeline programs specifically for uh, advertising production um, and branded content production, that more people have an awareness of how, how we operate on that side. That sounds absolutely fantastic. Yeah, my own experience has echoed yours quite a bit, both on the soft skill side and the uh, everybody wants to be in tech side. You know, I'm West Coast based, so I think that goes back mm -hmm. quite a ways and probably then some. But I look forward to anybody that kind of comes forward and says, you know, hey, I really want to make, you know, great creative versus, you know, I really want to make the next big app. You know, it's like, right. I, I'm good. I'm good with apps. I'm, I'm fine for now. Thanks. I'm good um, with apps. There's definitely a, a few we can use, but um, yeah. all of the apps also need creative, whether it's copy, uh, whether it's campaigns um, or ads at some point as well. And so it is important that people understand how to, there, there, there are a group of people that are able to create and execute on those as well. Absolutely. Well, Tahira, it's been wonderful talking to you. Where can people find out more about you and 19th and Park? 
Um, you can find out more about 19th and Park at 19parkinc.com. We're also on Instagram at 19park, 19th Park. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Tahira Jalise and on LinkedIn at Tahira White. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to be on today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you inviting me on and sharing space. Thanks for listening. For more content like this and to learn about Advertising Week's global events for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries, visit www.advertisingweek.com. Thank you.